When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I like that they have personality. I'm living my life, man. The grass is so freaking green here, you have no idea. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. But Freddie Freeman, he still hasn't adjusted to life here in Southern California. The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests. Senior NBA writer for The Athletic, Sam Amick. ESPN college football analyst, Robert Griffin III. Plus, from the Apple TV Plus drama Blackbird, actor Paul Walter Hauser. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Last day of June in 2022. I am your humble host sitting here on NBC Sports on Peacock, NBC Sports Audio, Sirius XM85, this terrestrial radio affiliate on the Rich Eisen Show terrestrial network, coast to coast. Also, the Odyssey app. If you miss anything over the next three hours, there's a couple of spots that uh, we'd like you to subscribe to to have your back. There's our YouTube stream, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show, and our podcast all three hours whenever you darn well want to listen to it. Thanks to the Cumulus Podcast Network. Get it where all podcasts can be acquired. Check us out is all I'm saying. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. What's up, bud? Rich, what's happening, my brother? How are you? Great. You pointed to the, you pointed to the sky when you said hi right there. You know, you know what that was? It was kind of a very it's a it's a very Jeff Probst move. Do you ever you ever watch him and and uh, on Survivor? My kids just no, nonstop watch it. Whenever somebody wins, he just he puts both hands up in the air and he points with oh, yeah. two fingers. Hey, hey, it's over. Sort of like it's a field goal. It's good. You have immunity. They got it. Hi, what's up, Felly? Hey, what's going on, brother? Yesterday's show ended with one of those, uh, Rich, I, I don't know if you know, I'm, 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 I'm not going to be here. <laughs> he, every now and then, Del Tufo pulls like a Magic Johnson. I ain't going to be here. <laughs> so, so he actually told you. He though. did actually tell <laughs> wow. me. Yeah, literally. It's one, just the second I'm walking out the door is when he lets no, me know. We're literally sitting here just hanging out, and then he goes, <laughs> Well, I'll see you guys in a couple weeks. And we're just like, yeah, he told me I have a good vacation. I'm like, what? Well, anyway, good to see you, Jason. Good to see you, too. TJ Jefferson has been attempting to light the candle for the last three I minutes. Mean, it was a Jewish hello I gave here was, to start the program. What's up? Stuck. What's up? What's I'm up? I'm tired, Rich, but I'm happy to be Why here. Why are you tired? Man, I went out, well, you know, your boy went out a little bit, left the oh. house, went and saw a play. It was great. A play? Yeah, man. That was a good once time. a year I leave the house moment for TJ. Wow. <laughs> he, he, he left the house for a play. For a All play. right, I'll bite on that later. I'm refined, sir. I'm I'll refined. You know, the reason why you should be happy, you shouldn't have lost any sleep. I didn't. You know I'm why? Sorry, I just didn't get oh, any sleep. You know, well, you know why you should feel great is because James Harden 
came up with maybe his most important assist Absolutely. as a Philadelphia 76er. True that, true that. His most important assist, interestingly enough, opting out of his contract. Won't opt in, doesn't opt in for 40 gajillion dollars. And what that does is unlocks the Philadelphia 76ers' ability to utilize uh, some exemptions in the $10 million range. As you know, the the Lakers had an exemption in the $6 million range Mm -hmm. for... Kyrie, if Kyrie wanted to opt out and join, opt to join them, Wasn't it, it would have cost him thirty million bucks of salary, which is probably why he opted into the Brooklyn Nets 2022-23 season. But um, again, I, 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 I try not to get too deep in the salary cap weeds. You know, because we're the, not the, good at math. Well, it's not. We're not. It's not just that we're not good at math. I mean, this contracts and different. I mean, the way the other day Brian Windhorst is like, well, look. For a sign-and-trade, a sign-and-trade can't happen now that he's opted in, Kyrie, yeah. in Brooklyn. I'm okay. But he can be traded. Okay. So he's kind of he's, – he, he opted <laughs> in and can be traded, but only for a certain amount of money and a certain exemption, which is why Winhorst in explaining what's going on with Kyrie, saying, I could get into it, you know, <laughs> or you could just take my word for it. And I – as, as an interviewer, I took his cue as to say, okay, I'll just take your word for it. Let's explain <laughs> stuff that's maybe a little bit more understandable and relatable to our listening and viewing audience. So all together is Harden has opted to not opt in, but he, you can't say he's opted out because he's intending to stay mm-hmm. and re-sign in a manner that gives Daryl Morey more flexibility to surround him in Philadelphia with Embiid with parts to win a championship, which is what he says he's all about. Now, you know, I say the next thing he should do other than exercising his non-option is to just, you know, start exercising, period. You know, call Tom Brady. Get on the the JH system. <laughs> Can you imagine he shows up? I, I, I saw a video every of him working time, out, Rich. I, what do you mean? Well, some, I guess one of his buddies or yes. maybe his trainer... I mean, it was only showed him running up like six steps, but he was clearly sweating when he put in some work. But they would have showed too much. I was think. Was there a honey bun on the seventh step? I, out know, of frame? I, it was out of frame. Was I could really for see, that? but he definitely was putting in some work. So hey, look, you know what I've been saying. Yeah. What if Harden shows up next training camp, one million percent in shape, oh, body look. fat is gone, Man. gone. And, you know, the guy who is sneaky rocked up is just flat out rocked up and is eaten right and is going to live his life 24-7, 365, making his body the temple that it can be and changing Philadelphia's chances into the church of Larry O'Brien. You know, like, what, what if he does that? What if? I'll tell you what if. Be like... <laughs> <laughs> Right now, I feel like Sir. What about James Harden? Right, I feel like I feel like Sir Smoke a lot right now. God, if you listen and help, like please let that be the case. Harpin, (laughs) yeah, like Nikola Jovic. Yeah, no, it's Harden and Brockman. It's that guy who, like, like I said, James James Pardon, Pardon, (laughs) James Pardon. Excuse me. <laughs> James Pardon me? What? What? Uh, what if that happens? Uh, if what that if ha- this is the beginning to that commitment? Look, Rich, I would say this, and this is just strictly speaking for me. I feel as a lifelong Sixer fan, I deserve a championship again. And, Do you really? And I feel as though if James does Do those really? things, it would help. 
us get there, yes. Uh, at least for you. You have the backstop of the Los Angeles Clippers who are apparently uh, I'm telling atop you. the um, the, the flowchart that finals in a town where happen. Mo Green doesn't have a plaque or a signpost to his name, right? Yeah, Brockman, what are our... The odds? Our evens. The chances? What are our Winning evens? the championship? Christopher has that stuff right on speed dial. Well, I mean, that's his thing. I mean, the Clippers, that's all I'm saying. The Clippers got a little bit better. Well, I mean... Because why? Because uh, Brad Bradley Beal's coming? Uh, no, because John Wall. John no, I know that. John Wall's coming, which is interesting, right? Mm-hmm. If Very he's healthy and he can play. If, so yeah. John Wall's coming to go along with uh, Kawhi. Kawhi coming back. and Paul George. Sixers are still Mr. October. 14 to 1, Sixers. Okay. Or Mr. May, Reggie Jackson, rather. Okay. There you go. My dream of a Clippers Sixer final, I do believe, is going to happen before I leave this earth. Okay. I, mean, I might be That'd 90, be great if it but I believe it's next year. Happen. What's What's Bradley Beal going to do? Is he just opting out so he could opt back in for for the max with uh, so. with Washington? Yeah, it seems so that he way, won't yeah. be in play. Like Pat Riley's not going to call him starting tomorrow night. I mean, Pat Riley what's up. makes a call, breaks out the Crown Royal bag, and then you never know what happens. But <laughs> true you know, that there might be 250 million reasons to stay in Washington D.C. Or he could Bradley take what 190 million from Miami and yeah, two tens something like that. I guess. 210 common. It's an interesting dilemma to have, right? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what's up with that. And then the... What's up with that? Uh, are the Spurs tapping out right now? What's going on with them? That's really weird. Because I was kind of stunned that DeJounte Murray is now uh, an Atlanta Hawk. By the way, great for the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. yeah. Three first rounders, you know? Two of them are not lottery protected. So I guess the Spurs get three first rounders, and because it's the NBA, you can't go in back to back years. It's got to be every other year. So it's uh, 2023, 25, and 27. Uh, so the Spurs have that. I mean, Pop's not getting any younger. So I don't, I don't get that one right. Do you? Was that were they just on a on a, on a bad footing there? Bad chemistry. That's the only thing you can. Figure out with that? I, I don't. I don't know. Or maybe we're gonna find out. Dejounte Murray wanted out, but like, I was really shocked when that came across yesterday when yeah. that Woj bomb hit. Because you know, as everyone in the NBA knows, and I'm sure Greg Popovich knows this more than anybody else, is you just don't trade away guys who want a championship for don't trade for Giannis in the Rich Eisen Show <laughs> Fantasy Basketball League. You you don't do that. Those guys are are are. Rare and to be cherished. <laughs> like DeJounte Murray was. Yeah. Buy me all year long in the fantasy league that I won in oh, the year where boy. I also pegged the eventual winner of the real league Man. in the Golden State Warriors. You just don't, those guys just don't get thrown around like manhole covers. You know what I mean? So, but how about that? How about, how about uh, Trey Young and DeJounte Murray in the same backcourt? How about that? I mean, no, they gave up, by the way, they gave up Danilo Gallinari. Danilo Gallinari. Is he, is he just the, the most off-traded, could-be-really-talented European player the NBA's had? Is actually, he like the Ricky Rubio of his position? Man, what's was, that, what's that about? I was low-key hoping the Celtics were kind of in on Danilo because he's a big guy who can kind of defend Stretch a little floor. bit. and. Definitely can shoot threes, which is what yeah. Boston needs. Yeah. So now Pop's got him. And on a Rich Eisen show, our basketball podcast two weeks ago, Brockman was selling us on the idea that Murray was a superstar. And if, you, if Chris is right, man, Atlanta. Dude. 
Man, Atlanta's going to be very happy. Murray, you wouldn't call him a superstar? No, Chris was trying to sell us on the fact that he was a superstar. That's what I'm saying. When you say sell, what do you... Well, we were just telling, like, bringing up stars and this and that. I was saying there's a lot of great young stars in the league, and I was just kind of going how every team kind of has a young star. And when yes. I said Murray, these guys kind of laughed at me. Why would you, why would you laugh at him? Well, I mean, it's not, I don't think it's as deep. We just, I was like. The guy we were, was a triple-double machine. Well, because we were for naming. For a good six, eight-week stretch of the season. Giannis and players like that. And then oh, Chris I understand. Brought up Murray, I and, I, and then Chris but, gave a good, I'm saying he sold us on the fact that. I just yeah, like Murray's, the Hawks are aggressive, man. They see that division. I mean, they see that uh, conference as well, you know, and they see what the Celtics just did. And you saw, you see that the Bucks are only going to get. They're not going anywhere, and the heater are the heat, and the Sixers are the Sixers, and they sat there right in the middle of the first round and didn't do anything based on last year, the previous year's success. They took a step back. Oh, we won a, we won a series. I'm just saying the Hawks. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm talking about the Hawks. That was a nice, aggressive maneuver yeah. by them. <laughs> yeah, loved it. And and you you know you just come off the draft. It's what a crapshoot it is in the first round of. Yeah. Of the NBA draft. You draft somebody and they change hats in three seconds. You have no idea who they are. You have no idea what they're coming, where where they're going, what they can do within the system. Have no idea. Zero. There seem to be less of that. You might as well get get Murray. He's worth everything they just sent. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, unless it's unless you have a top five pick, kind of you're right. you're just kind of rolling the dice in the NBA draft. Whereas, like like you said, why not trade for a known commodity? Right. So that's what's up with the NBA right now. And uh, free agency begins tomorrow, right? Although the new league year sort of pre-tampering window opens up tonight in a way, correct? Yeah, I think it's 6 p.m. Eastern is uh, when things might get a little Things crazy. get a little bit crazy. A little crazy. That's when uh, Jalen Brunson becomes a New York Knick. Is that what happens? I guess. I, I mean. Dude, I cannot. <laughs> I, 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 let me just sit on this for I mean, a quick second. I mean, good for Jalen Brunson. Oh, Sam Amick is going to be joining us from The Athletic. But l- let me just l- sit here on a second, just because this is going to happen. This is here. It is everybody, New York Knicks fans. When, when Brunson signs with the New York Knicks, and I don't, you know, begrudge him for taking the money that's coming his way, and the city lights are terrific, and you want to play with R.J. Barrett, right? Um, I, I'm assuming Julius Randle will bounce back if he's, you know, if he's there. still around there, right? So, Madison Square Garden, world's most famous arena. I grew up watching basketball in it. It's still an incredible den, gym for big time action. Players love going in there and sticking it to the Knicks. And, you know, you could lead the, I'm sure you walk around New York City, you're being wooed by the Knicks. You see James Dolan and his schmecky outfits and all of that stuff. And you're thinking, okay, I want to go there. Uh, I would think twice before leaving Luka Doncic if I were him. And Mark Cuban, if I were him. And um, that's just my own warning to him. And all the Knicks fans, it's coming. When he signs with the Knicks, this is going to be the guy who is Walt Frazier and Bernard King and Patrick Ewing all rolled up in a Bill Bradley ball. Okay? And everybody's going to put all their hopes and dreams in him, and they're going to be so psyched, and the Knicks are going to be back 
and they're going to act like they just beat the Bucks in the first game of the 2021-22 season that wound up with them missing the playoffs. That's my two cents on that. And yes, I am biased. I don't like the Knicks front office. I don't like their owner. It is a wormhole. And this could be one of those moments, and I'd love it for all of my friends who love the Knicks and just can't, and are, are not blinded by the Dolan. They, they look past it. They can't get through it. They still love them. How about that? Kyrie and Durant and everybody out there in Brooklyn, and they have a team with Simmons and Curry, and they can put all four of them back together. And we were talking to Michael Kay earlier this week, and he's like, yeah, I know. When I asked him about how everybody's viewing Kyrie in that town, they're like, yeah, I, I, I know. Like, you guys are talking about it. But in New York, it's still a Knicks town. And I, I'm, I'm like shaking my head. I'm like, what do you I, – I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Put roster against roster, hope against hope. I mean, Kevin Durant is playing basketball in New York City, and you're just like talking about, can we get Brunson? <laughs> Who's really good. Yeah, and he could be one of those young stars of the league that you were referring to just moments ago, Chris and TJ. That you mentioned in the Rich Eisen Show basketball podcast, where all podcasts are required. But the new savior could be coming from Dallas, telling you, Luca, nah, we're done. <laughs> Saying, let's go to RJ Barrett, let's go to all the Ziggies and the, the old blue seats in Madison Square Garden, and going to look at me like I'm the I'm the savior. Okay, go get it. Sam Amick of the Athletic will be joining us here on the program. Um, we've got. Uh, Robert Griffin III on this show. Um, Robert Griffin III on the last day of June. He's been tweeting out some interesting stuff that I just wanted to kick the tires on. The two is going to have a big leap forward this year. Um, And uh, that was one of the more interesting items that he threw out there on his Twitter feed. I want to talk to him about that. also want to ask him his thoughts on Baker Mayfield. What would he counsel Baker to do? If Deshaun Watson gets the full Monty suspension in this, the Cleveland Browns knock on his door, because you know he once upon a time was drafted by Washington when they were two names ago, and um, in the same draft, Kirk Cousins got drafted, and they eventually turned to Cousins and not him after he hurt his knee, and. He kind of didn't like management then at all. Now, he did some of his own things there that might have made the situation a little bit sideways, but he didn't like management. What if management had gone to him and said, we'd like you back after Kirk D. Cousins left, (laughs) to use the Dan Patrick phrase? What would he say to Baker Mayfield? That'll be great. Um, And I've got um, uh, on my mind is we're in that sleepy time of year for the NFL the teams, top five teams that everybody's kind of sleeping on and not talking about. The top five such teams in the NFL. Uh, oh, FanDuel ripped an idea off from us. <laughs> we'll hit on that later on. Uh, we see everything on Twitter. Uh, TJ wants a blue check mark. We'll hit on that. I don't even care anymore. Uh, yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you definitely did. The actor Paul Walter Hauser, who's been in so many things that we love. Yeah, man. Um, and folks around here certainly remember him from back in the day when DirecTV's audience channel that yep. gave birth to us mm-hmm. had Kingdom. Yep. Loved Kingdom. Cobra Loved Kai. 
the after party. He played um, Sean Eric Eckhart in I, Tanya. He played Richard Jewell in the film Richard Jewell. He's in Black Klansman, Cruella. And now, uh, earlier this week, we had Adam Scott on to talk about Apple Plus's uh, severance. He's in Apple Plus's TV's Blackbird. And he is really, really good because he's really good at that, too. Sam Amick of The Athletic. When we come back right here on The Rich Eisen Show, Paul Walter Hauser in Hour 3, Robert Griffin the third Hour 2. You for hopefully all three hours. Let's talk hoops with The Athletic senior NBA writer when we come back. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com eisen. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, Terrestrial Radio Outfit. Love his work. Definitely wanted to call him on a very busy day in the NBA, and I greatly appreciate his time on such a busy day from the athletic senior writer, uh, Sam Amick, on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. How you doing, Sam? Doing great, Rich. Thanks for having me, sir. Appreciate the time. So let's get right uh, first up. What's up with the Spurs uh, trading away such a talented young player like DeJounte Murray? What's up with that? Yeah, certainly it's funny, and we kind of wrote about this myself and our, our Atlanta beat writer, Chris Kirshner, the idea that you know, as the Hawks were trying to go after DeJounte, them and, and a lot of other teams were kind of asking that question, like, why is this guy available? You know, is there, are there skeletons? Is there a problem? And, and the truth is there's not. It's, it's two things. Uh, for one, you know, they were in kind of NBA purgatory, if you will, you know, just good enough to make a play-in tournament, not bad enough to – to be, you know, in the game for the best uh, draft prospects out there, uh, you know, including the the young Frenchman Victor uh, that that is going to be available next year that everybody's talking about and, and who happens to play for Tony Parker's uh, French team. So that is an incentive. But also Murray's deal, um, you know, seventeen million roughly this year, around the same next year is is a and, and actually just heard an interesting chat with. Uh, Jake Fisher from Bleacher Report made a, a hell of a point where he talked about the idea that it was almost Jalen Brunson-esque and from the standpoint that you know the Mavs um, got caught in this in-between situation with Brunson where financially 
you know, you go from not being able to extend a guy because his contract is below market, which is like DeJounte's, to to then, you know, having a deal with that down the road. And then the Spurs were there with DeJounte. It was going to be tough for them to extend him. And then you would just have to hold your breath in free agency two summers from now. Um, and so all those things, throw them in a bucket, and they decide to rebuild, which is counterintuitive because it's Greg Popovich you're talking about. Right. Um, and I do think they wrestled over that decision uh, a lot. In fact, you know, early this week, the Hawks and Spurs were talking. There was momentum on this deal, and, and then San Antonio went dark for probably 36 hours, roughly. Um, and it was a little strange, and, and I, I would love to have been a fly on the wall in their offices, you know, and you're talking about R.C. Buford, their longtime right-hand man of, of pop in their front office, and then Brian Wright, their GM. It does for sure sound like they had this extremely robust, you know, debate about rebuild or compete, and they chose to rebuild. Mm. Wow. Okay. So then the Hawks, what, what a nice move that is for them. Uh, what else do you think they can do to get into the conversation in the East, or is, do they feel this is enough? Where in East with the Celtics, we were all assuming how young and talented they they are uh, going to get better, even though they were just two games shy of winning the, it all this year, and the Sixers and the Bucks and the Heat. And what I can't wait to see what Pat Riley's going to cook up here. But uh, w- what do you think the Hawks' next move is, if there is one, Sam Amick? Yeah, I mean, that's the part that, that if I was the Hawks would concern me. I, I understand, you know, Tony Ressler, the Hawks owner, is a, a major player here as far as, you know, driving force. He's very aggressive at the moment, kind of mandated their front office that they swing big, and, and they did that. But then, to your point, you know, yesterday as I'm writing this story, and I actually have it in front of me, it's this one line with all the teams that you just mentioned you know, it says that the Hawks must find a way to contend in an Eastern Conference with Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Miami, and Brooklyn. It's like, ooh wee. Like, now that Kyrie Irving has opted in, things are still tenuous in Brooklyn, but for the time being, they got Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons. And, and it does sound, I know it's people might chuckle, but it sounds like Ben's going to play. Um, the East is loaded. The Hawks are going to need to continue pushing. And so a John Collins trade... I still expect to happen. I don't know when exactly. Could be soon. Could be a little bit farther out. Um, but I don't think the Murray deal changes anything about the Collins situation. And so it's hard to evaluate where they fall in the East and kind of impossible until you know what happens with that deal. That's a major, you know, another shoe to drop. What are they getting back for John Collins? That's going to have everything to do with their ability to, to keep up with the Joneses in the East. Senior NBA writer Sam Amick from The Athletic here on The Rich Eisen Show. James Harden gives the flexibility to Daryl Morey to build a championship team around him by not opting back in. That's the general sense of that maneuver, yes, Sam? Yes, yes. Not a, not a shocker. Um, when James, even when the, the Nets and the Sixers were talking about the James Harden trade, one of the things that you know made the Sixers feel confident about the move was because of the relationship with Daryl Morey and James, obviously from the Houston days, that, that Daryl knew that when this summer came that, he, that James was going to be malleable to an extent with his contract, that he was going to potentially leave some money on the table. 
to make things easier for Daryl to do his job. And and that's where we'll see if it works, but it, it's definitely a major positive for them. With, you know, when you have that kind of synergy between GM and star player where, you know, you can just kind of almost bring him into your front office and help him understand what you're trying to do. And he has, you know, confidence and faith in you. So it might allow them to go out, you know, a lot of chatter about them, bringing P.J. Tucker back into the fold and continuing down this uh, 2018 Rockets, you know, <laughs> reunion type approach. Um, but listen, P.J., you know, is still playing at a really high level. Um, and, and so we'll see if that happens. But, yeah, James is, is trying to do whatever he can contract-wise to uh, to strengthen their depth. So that that's the maneuver? It would be P.J. Tucker or anything else that would be on the radar screen? Any big moves, any huge moves that can add a third major big time star there do you think or they, they have that in maxi pretty star. much yeah i mean maxi's got to get to the next level that's you know that's a, a something they can obviously be excited about because he had such a good year last year you know matisse Dybel, tobias harris possible trades you know those are things that that are still out there the harris thing is, is such an interesting quandary because you know he's he's a pretty good fit what they do is a really good player but it's always obviously everybody you get hung up on the contract and 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 it's pretty restrictive for you know what they're able to do because of that deal but they haven't found takers for him in the past so i mean who knows if something happens there you know they had made table available um you know in an inch you know just try again trying to free up space going into free agency that didn't end up transpiring so the the only you know third star wise you would hear about a Bradley Beal, you know, all indications are he's staying in Washington. So I just don't know who that guy is. Uh, you know, Kyrie's camp had thrown Philly onto its list when he was going through his situation, but that's obviously kind of tamped down. So uh, I'm not for now seeing the path to, you know, to them adding a, another massive star, I think it's probably around the edges. So it, it, no one's going to make a YOLO shot at Bradley Beal? They just assume he opted out to opt back in at the max or, or what? That's the sense. I mean, you know, free agency is nothing that's not unpredictable sometimes. So, um, but yeah, the, the wind is for sure going that direction. Um, and it just feels very much like, you know, Bradley's going to take the bag and, and you are going to hear a lot about his loyalty to Washington and this and that. But then around the league, you know, it's going to be a matter of time before, okay, it might be a year down the road year and a half, two years, if, if they're not turning it around, that, that Dan Bradley re-enters these conversations. But but right now, I'm not seeing it. Sam Amick of The Athletic here on the Rich Eisen Show. So uh, I guess what, what's what's going to be the big splash, do you think, uh, for, of free agency? Because now that we're seeing who the opting in and opting out, um, Durant might not be on the move unless that goes sideways all of a sudden. In Brooklyn, uh, Damian Lillard, you know, Instagrammed out a photograph, Photoshop of him with Durant in uh, yeah. in a Blazers yeah. uniform. I mean, somebody needs to – Lillard needs someone to go play with him, I think, cause, uh, unless he's going to demand to be out. I, I, I'm, I'm looking for where the big splash may be over the next few days, <laughs> Sam. I don't blame you, yeah. It is – it might be a little bit underwhelming, you know, but we also might get shocked. I mean – you mentioned Dame. I think I think Dame's situation is interesting. You know, it, it's been reported that the Blazers are uh, ready to to offer that you know two year extension uh, over a hundred million dollars. But you know, I look at that situation and I say I think Dame is going to 
keep evaluating. You know what I mean? Like they, they added Jeremy Grant. That was a guy that he wanted. Um, I think they're going to need to add more if they want his signature, you know, on that extension. So that's something to watch because, you know, let's say they, they, they don't make any noise. They don't make any improvements. Then who knows? It might, it might be around the corner that we're talking about, you know, again, is, is Dame going to stick, you know, stick it out in Portland. So that's on my mind a little bit. The free agency side, you know, DeAndre Aiden is not the sexiest name out there, but man, his, his market is pretty interesting. He's restricted free agent, of course, with Phoenix. And it's just such a unique situation to have a, a former number one pick who's coming off a career year for a team that won 64 games in the regular season. Now, I'm obviously giving the very rosy version of, mm-hmm. of you know his status because the flip side of that is they flamed out in the playoffs in terrible fashion. He got benched late in the season finale when you know my understanding is he he didn't close out to Monty Williams' liking on a defensive assignment. You know. He got into him a little bit. Uh, they they didn't see eye to eye, and then that's the end of DeAndre's season. So, um, you know, it, the, the Suns didn't want to give Aiden his max last summer. Seems like a lot of uh, feelings are still hurt there. But I don't know. His market is not shaping up uh, very well. And so that, I think, is going to be one of the more interesting things front and center, you know, today, tomorrow, is, you know, Detroit was seen as like a safe haven for DeAndre where a possible max deal could be waiting for him. But then between what they did in the draft and since, they are considered off the market for Aiden. Uh, some of these other teams that you know thought he might head to, even Brooklyn, if there was a Kevin Durant trade, there was chatter about what if Durant went to Phoenix and Aiden and Mikael Bridges might have gone to Brooklyn. All these you know big-time possibilities that seem to be not in play anymore and, and have me wonder and kind of where DeAndre lands. Sam Ayton, a few more minutes left with the I'm sorry, Sam Amick, a few more minutes left with the senior NBA <laughs> writer of The Athletic. I tried to give you uh, DeAndre money right there. So, uh, yeah, so, so you. you're welcome. So, uh, I, I don't know why I'm stuck on this. I'm just stuck on it. My spidey sense is is going off about Pat Riley. I don't know why. I just feel like he, yeah, yeah. he you know, uh, Joel Embiid's tweet, I know he's uh, Troel Embiid, but uh, he, he sent out a tweet saying, you know, Miami needs another star. I mean, we all see it. He sees it. I'm not saying that he meant himself, but I, I'm just saying he sees it. Riley knows it. The team is so good. They they, they, they play so well, and I love the coach. I mean, they're, they're, they've got it set up. They just need to make that one big move similar to – you know, the taking talents to South Beach type move. And I'm just wondering what right. he's got cooking. And, and if the if if everything is set up or something can be set up, if there's something I'm not seeing that he can do. Well, what do you think, Sam? Am I off? You could tell me to get off this. I'm, I'm, I have no, no problem. No, no, you're that. not. You're not off. I mean, listen, we know what they do out there. And Pat Riley and Andy Ellisberg is longtime front office right hand man like they they know what they're doing, and they, like you said, they know they need another guy. I just don't think timing-wise it's right now because I don't think that guy exists. For one, my, my day got off to a, a comedic start because mm. the first thing I saw on my phone was a tweet from Tim Reynolds of the AP indicating that the Heat would not be having a meeting with Jalen Brunson, which had been reported yesterday. And, and I love that because it was, a, it was very Heat style to publicly check you know, Brunson, everybody, you know, unofficially knows is going to the Knicks. And so it was a little puzzling yesterday. It was like, wait, you're going to try to use Miami as cover, you know, for, 
these supposed free agency talks when everybody feels like you've already made up your mind and here come the heat, you know, making it clear, like we're not going to be anybody's, you know, kind of part of their dog and pony show. So they put that out there. So Jalen Brunson is not that guy. Um, I will say, and this is again for down the road, when the Durant stuff started getting louder and, and, and I was trying to find out, okay, if Kevin was going to try to head elsewhere, where might it be? You know, I'd heard about Atlanta having a ton of interest. It would be coming after him for sure. Um, but Miami and Phoenix were the two that crossed my desk. And so, you know, I would say that that would obviously be, you know, incredible and, and you know, heat style for sure. But I think that is going to require the Nets to, to kind of devolve again and even more into a place where Kevin actually wants to leave. Uh, independent of those, you know, of that name, I just, I don't know who it is. It, you know, we mentioned Beal, and again, I could be wrong there. Maybe they find a way to, to, to make that happen. I'm just not hearing it right now. Yeah, I know. So it, they might lose Tucker and then run it all back with the same group? Um, you know, uh... That's what's hard because you talk about pressure, and that's my favorite part of covering this time of year. Is like, man, pressure just, it dictates everything, right? Like, the Hawks had a lot of pressure on them. They they pushed to get Murray. The, the Heat have a lot of pressure on them, and a lot of, you know, not not the same type of pressure. This is the pressure of Jimmy Butler playing at his peak, but also being on a massive contract and one that, that you just can't afford to wait at all in the Jimmy Butler era because of his age. Cause you got to be a little nervous, especially with the way he competes about some drop off, right? Like, so you don't want to get Kevin Durant next summer when you just lost another year of Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Butler prime. So I agree that um, it, it is not great for them if they do have to just run it back because they're going to be seen as a, a second-tier Eastern Conference team. But we have also seen as much as we, we – our minds kind of focus on the Heatles and, and when they've made the magic happen. There have been plenty of years when, you know, they got kind of stuck by the rules and, and they couldn't make the magic happen. So, you know, they might have to wait. Last one for you, Sam Amick of The Athletic. I mean, I could just walk down the street, ring the bell, and ask Jeannie Buss uh, myself. Sorry, but I've got you. saying hello. It's okay. It's all good. You've got the dog in you, just like Mac Jones. <laughs> so um, yes. so uh, I could just ring the doorbell and, and ask the Lakers myself, but I have you on the phone. Uh, what's going on down the street right now with the Lakers, do you think, Sam? Uh, not a ton there on my end other than the Malik Monk situation is interesting you know he's been there's you know kind of a love affair between you know as far as the the lakers stars and malik they certainly want him back but you know it's it's one of those things where a lot of these players it's like you know you have the emotional human dynamics of these decisions and then you just have the market which is the malik monk you just can't blame him for not being excited for coming back for the taxpayer mid-level exception you know considering the guy was, you know, giving you almost 20 a game. Um, it's just, that's counterintuitive. So, you know, the Kings have been tied to Malik. I think that's a possibility. Um, and, you know, for the Lakers, it's tricky because you are taking big swings on Kyrie and missing. You're trying to find Westbrook trades that don't exist. So now you're trying to make the best of a bad situation with Russ. But if the Lakers go into next season, you know, really having stood Pat and then losing Malik Monk, um, then, oh, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know where you're handicapping him, but it's going to be another long, tough year. And it would be unfortunate because, as we know, LeBron continues to do his thing and play at a high level. But 
it's really not going to matter. So, you know, meaningless LeBron years are, are less than ideal, and, and we might be looking at another one unless they can really kind of pull the rabbit out of the hat here. I love that. Looking for Westbrook trades that don't exist. I mean, that pretty much sums it up, huh? Sam? I mean, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you've got cap teams that maybe mm. you can, you can, I hate the word dump, but I mean, just you can send them out there, but it's like you're, you're going to have to attach draft assets to that. And that, you know, that handicaps you in other ways. It, it really is. They have painted themselves into a corner. Um, nobody really wanted ever to put their own kind of own up to the mistakes that were made because it was, you know, is it Rob Palenka? Is it LeBron? Is it, you know, um, I mean, you know, the clutch and the Riz Paul influence, just everybody kind of looked the other way on how this whole thing got to where it is. But the Westbrook thing is, has been a disaster. And, and it's not just about whether or not he's playing like he used to. It, it's, it's everything that, you know, the way that it restricted them. Uh, if it didn't go perfectly, and, and obviously uh, it has not. Well, at least he's still singing and driving. We saw that, right? Uh, on his Twitter I missed account. that. What did he do? Oh, my gosh. The day that he picked up his 40 gajillion dollar option, he was just sitting in his front seat and he just oh, tweeted out wow. a video of him singing about, you can't, you know, you can't take my soul, or you just. Beyonce, he, right? He, he was just, yeah. And, and the only thing you could take away from it is, uh, is he's definitely not going to be on the mass singer. He's no Victor Oladipo, brother. <laughs> at all, not it's at all. Been a bad week for superstar singers because I, you know, no disrespect. Steph Curry did not exactly nail uh, the Hamilton rendition that I saw him dropping with his daughter in, in the car the other day. Yeah, his so, daughter was carrying the team. His daughter was carrying that team. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Another curry that can Riley carrying the tune. Another yes, another curry that can carry a team. Another one we've just we discovered. <laughs> another one. Thanks for the time, Sam. I yeah. greatly appreciate it. Look for my call as we get to, throughout the summer. Really do. Thank you so much. That's Sam Thank Amick you, of the. You're right back. Thank you. Right back at you. I follow Sam on Twitter. You should as well. And it's a very busy time for him. So I greatly appreciate his time right there. Tony Wrestler of the of the Hawks being aggressive, man. Okay. You know what? I think he figures out that this trade, why not make it? Because it's definitely not going to be less than zero. You know, Murray's, Murray's not going to be a square peg in the uh, Falcon and the uh, Hawks uh, roster. Wait a minute. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. Even though I, I just really guessed at the wrong Atlanta team. I'm not done. I was go I'm not done. They asked, they asked for another first rounder, uh, the Spurs for Murray, and they said, we just can't spare a square. Can't spare it. <laughs> You're saying they're not going to be running around there like a bunch of lost boys? Not like a lot, this, no, not like a bunch of lost this boys. This is a cohesive unit. One more. You got one more in you? Uh, you see, I've, got her, I've got Jamie Gertz's filmography. Hold on a minute. Well, you know, Murray now joins, you know, Atlanta's oh, entourage. In this is Us? She was in This Is Us? I know she had some time on Entourage. Yeah, so Murray's joining their entourage. And, That's right, right. Yeah. Exactly. And um and and at the end of the at the, the end of the season they hope to still be standing. standing still standing oh you beat me to that Come on. damn it <laughs> good job guys yet more cogent <laughs> sports analysis from the Rich Eisen come show. on we do it all we're back with more on the Rich Eisen show in a moment eight four four two zero four Rich number to dial. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about. 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Uh, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Jimmy in San Antonio. Jimmy. Figured out we, we'd hear from Jimmy today. What's up, sir? Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> I know, you're not <laughs> happy. I, I wouldn't blame Jimmy. you. DeJounte Murray is the, exactly the type of player you want on your franchise, you want in the community, you want face forward, face out. I mean, uh, he's terrific. It, he's terrific. It's it's no bueno today in San Antonio, guys. Oh. Yeah, DeJounte, is, he's perfect. He is a model citizen. He's increased his uh, output every single year. Mm. He's a uh, he's a player that every team in the NBA would want. Yes, and uh, I, Sam talked me off the ledge a little bit with you know I the money situation but well it's not just that he also said you know with him you 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 you're right there in that the the no man's land which was good enough to get to the play-in tournament but not good enough to get out of the play-in tournament and then not bad enough to miss the play-in tournament and get a a lottery pick you know so and but we have to believe in rc pop and brian white you know that's not our mo typically as a spurs front office we've got right now we have tons of draft picks so i guess we're going to go after arch manning i don't know what <laughs> <laughs> never know man thanks for the call appreciate it jimmy and well, Antonio. there you go I, I you know at least in the nfl you can put some first round draft choices together to get up to the spot where you definitely want to go in the nba you can't do that I guess you could do that on draft night once the draft order has been set by the the uh, the lottery, right? I guess you could do that, but it doesn't really. That some are protected, others aren't protected. It's not the same thing. And then they're also the like same. three. The the um the Hawks just gave up three first round picks. Two of them are three drafts and five drafts away. So what are you going to do with that information if you're a Spurs fan? Nothing. Right? Absolutely nothing. I mean, there's a kid playing, I guess, for Tony Parker's team in France that they're they're aware of, but you can't guarantee like, like you can't guarantee that. I mean, you don't even the, know that he's going to be there for you. The Eagles, when they amassed all those first round picks, and the Dolphins amassed all those first round picks, you could basically you. We were saying they could essentially trade up for whoever they wanted first overall because they can offer those picks to an NFL team. And you would say that's a pretty good shot that they could trade up to get whoever they wanted. Unless you had a team that was first overall like the Bengals saying, go pound sand, we want Joe Burrow. (laughs) I'm serious. Or go pound sand, we want want Trevor Lawrence if you're Jacksonville. There could be a first overall team that has the quarterback that they want because they've already drafted that guy and he hasn't performed well enough yet. 
or hasn't been surrounded well enough yet that they still have the worst record in the NFL. Like Jacksonville. Right. Yeah. Like this year. If there was a major big-time quarterback available this year, the Jaguars would have traded that pick 15 times to Thursday night in Vegas. They would have done it already. Yep. Right? Right off the bat. It's just a different scenario with the NBA draft. So a, 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 a fan like Jimmy's kind of like, okay, we got all these first-round picks. We but lost our best player. Who, who, who's that going to be next year? So, so we could be so bad that we wind up drafting third overall anyway. And then there's nobody in college right now that you can look at and say, top three, you're taken care of. Don't worry about it. You're going to get somebody incredible. Hopefully the next Jason Tatum would be walking through that door for somebody like that. And then Philly right? would pass on him. Oh, boy. I went third overall. Yeah. And, you know, I mentioned third overall just in case they don't get the ping pong balls bouncing right. And TJ's too focused on not having a blue check mark to actually respond right now. I mean, that was... we'll hit on that later on. <laughs> RG3 is coming up next hour. We'll talk a little bit of football on this day. And which team is the team that you're not talking about that you should be? I've got the top five such football teams, and we come back. RG3 and you, hour two coming up. And it is, uh, I think it's the, the last day in June, right? What day is it? Correct. It's June 30th. Oh, that, what does oh. that mean? Let's take a look. Let's take a look. June 30th. The Yankees oh. are 56 and 20. We having won't. just swept the we Oakland A's. And with the Red Sox having finally gotten one in Toronto. Jeez, we can't beat that team. Finally having gotten one in Toronto. That means uh, they're back in second place, but because the Yankees won again. Uh, they're frozen right there. 13. Baker's dozen lead. That's a red hot sizzle. What's, right there. What is the best division in Major League That's baseball? it right there. That's the best division? In Major League Baseball? Hands down. Every team is down 13 games? That's because the best team in baseball is on a, the most torrid pace imaginable. And that makes it the best division, though? It is. Name oh. me another one. But the NL West with the Dodgers, Padres, and Giants, Rockies, NL, Diamondbacks. NL East. NL East. NL you've got East the Mets and the, and, and, and the Braves and, and the, uh, the, the, the Phillies trying to get back to 500. Minus Harper. Come no. on now, man. Come on. I don't, I don't know how you can be the best team in division when everyone's 13 games behind. Let me just take a look here so I'm, I'm, I'm not talking completely out of a problem here. Uh, in the, um, the National League wild card, you've got uh, an NL West team, an NL East team, and an NL Central team. Okay, kind of balanced right there, right? Right? Yeah. Okay. In the American <laughs> League wild card, you, no, it's all the East teams. It's like, all the East teams after the Yankees. How is that not their, the best, the best division in baseball? Ass kicked by the Yankees. So, how, like, who cares? Okay, so you've no shot then. Great. Thank you for admitting that. Uh, I will take. You know what? I, I I will take that admission that the Red Sox, despite being ten games above five hundred, uh, having just barely avoided getting swept by another team that's 10 games above 500 in the same division that also has the Rays in it, not the best division in baseball because the Yankees are so good. Red Sox have no chance. So what I will do... They have no chance to win the division. I will take that celebratory moment. Uh, just envision me right now, TJ, okay. in a cart and being pushed down uh, uh, a, a dugout like a sh- to a celebrate cart? like I've never celebrated before. By the way, this is such a weird take by you. 
or you just got shown up by the host. It's a great celebration. Absolutely not. <laughs> like my three-year-old down the produce aisle. Your team has zero we fun. fun. <laughs> Your team has no High fun. High five, everybody. No fun. <laughs> 